All right, so turn around 2021. Why don't you stand with me and we're going to read out of Mark chapter 11, 22 to 24. I don't know what happened to my text on the top there. But um, Mark 11, 22, 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. That's it. Father, as we praise you, thank you for your word, God. I pray that our hearts be open wide, God, to receive. And Lord, that you would speak to us directly, each individually, God, that we would hear what you're saying. And God, that we would take it today and Lord, that we would have a complete total turnaround, Father God, in this area of our lives, Father, of prayer. And Father God, that this would be the year of answered prayers. And so Lord, we thank you. We praise you for this time in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to interrupt again. Yes, you um, do. I, am I on? I, I just want to point out really quick before you speak that in this house, Ron was prophesied that he would be the, the next pastor. And then another pastor came in. And everybody thought, huh, wonder what happened. And there was a lot of confusion. Sandy was one of those that prophesied to Ron saying, you're the next pastor in this house. Many prophesied that he would be the next pastor in this house. And then another pastor came in. But really, he wasn't a pastor. He was a prophet. And it took two years for that to happen, for him to become the pastor of this house. So sometimes we don't understand what's going on. Sometimes we don't understand when words are spoken, the timing and hows, but God does. So just hang in there Amen. and have faith and believe and have hope. Amen. Amen. And I am very honored to be the pastor of this house. Um, you know, I was raised in church like many of you. I, my mom started taking me to church, I think, when I was around three or four years old. And then we went to uh, Assemblies of God Church. And, you know, I was raised in Royal Rangers. That was the Assemblies of God Boys Program. And my sisters all went through missionettes and everything. And, and um, I went up, you know, through trailblazers and stuff, got all the awards and everything. And um, this passage that we read this morning, I, I remember that one from a young age. That's a passage that has just stuck with me all the time. Now, as a child, I took it literal. Now, if it was a literal statement, all the mountains in San Gabriel would be moved. Because as a child driving, you know, there were six kids in my family and my dad had that, we had that, uh, we had that Chevy Impala station wagon, you know, that had that seat in the back. And me and my older brother, we had the seat in the back all the time. And I'd be looking out the window because every Sunday we went to Jimco. We went shopping at Jimco, you know, and uh, that was our family outing every week after church. And, uh, but driving down that 10 freeway, I'd look at that mountain, Mount Bali is still there, but I'd tell it to go and be cast into the sea, you know. I'd close my eyes and I'd look. Oh, I'd open them and I'm like, huh, it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Like I said, I, 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 I didn't have the understanding yet, but I took it literal as a child. And maybe that's what's helped me today, to take the word of God literally into my life and to believe it wholly. And that's, I believe, is what's helped my faith today and why Delon and I have seen so many mountains moved in people's lives. And today, mountain moving is what we want to see a turnaround in. We need to see our prayers move mountains. Can I hear an amen? We need God to not only hear us, but to respond to us with favor. Amen? We need answered prayer. How many of you need some answers to prayer? Yes, yeah, we need some answer to prayer. And that's the turnaround we're going to talk about today, answered prayer. You know, these turnaround prayers, uh, it's the kind of prayer that will change your tra trajectory of where you've been heading. Amen. How many of you have been prophesied to? How many of you are still waiting? <laughs> See, there are many prophetic words given, even like what Delanda said. Many prophetic words given, but not every word is fulfilled. Is that God's fault? Scott was real quick. No, it's not God's fault. If a prophetic word isn't fulfilled, it's that we, when we get that word, sometimes we have to change our trajectory to get in line with what God is saying about us to see it fulfilled. If we don't change the way we're heading, then it's not going to get fulfilled. And that's why so many people are living from prophetic word to prophetic word to prophetic word. Because, But they, I tell people, stop waiting for another prophetic word. You haven't even done the other ones. You know, because we, when we have a prophet like John Harkey, the people that don't come, come. Because they want a word. I've seen people, Lord, wait, have a, past, have a prophet preach for three hours. And it's junk. Just so they can get a prophetic word. They'll hang out. They're like waiting on that word. Our trajectory needs to turn around where we've been going in our prayer life so that we can begin to see some things land. We're just starting to see a little bit of what God wants to do. And it's coming. It's coming. God told me when we were worshiping today, he said, my heart is open to you. And he's not, just, he's not talking to me, he's talking to us. His heart is open to us right now. Amen? And I believe that God wants to start seeing the fulfillment of these prophetic words in your life, in my life. But you, gotta, you can't look at what's going on around you, amen? Like Delanda said, you know, in, in, in the 90s, 94, 95, I was prophesied too many times that I'd be the next pastor of the church. And so when they brought in somebody else, I was a little confused. I was a little, I said, but God, you said. And, and God, you know, because it got real rough for me. I mean, it got real rough for me being here. And um, God told me one day, he goes, don't let them chase you out of your own house. I'm like, really? And then Delanda and I moved to another country for a year and, uh, and then came back. 
And, and in that time, the church had kind of imploded and, and we come back to help pick up the pieces. But it was, it was just staying the course even when you don't see it. And that's what God is calling us to do right now, to stay the course with him even though you don't see what you think should happen or what's been prophesied would happen. Stay the course with God, amen? And, and I remember, you know, back in the 90s, some things happened here at the church and that would cause most people to leave. People would, with what happened to Delon and I, people would just leave the church. And, and even the leadership came to us and said, you know, we're surprised you're still here. Or <laughs> said, well, God didn't tell us to leave. And they're like, oh. See, we just want to move with God. Amen. We want to fulfill what God has told us. I don't want to move away from that. I want to stay the course. God has told us to go where you're invited. That's real hard right now. You know, because number one, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not in favor of getting COVID tested. And number two, I'm not in favor of getting a shot. And, and number three, who knows what's going on on the other side of the world right now. <laughs> but don't look at what's going on around you. Don't let that control you. But listen, don't bury your head in the sand either. I already wrote President Biden this week. He got in on Wednesday. I wrote him on Thursday. I'm not going to bury my head in the sand to the, to the uh, evils I see coming at us, the changes that are happening. So don't be silent, you know, but listen, John the Baptist wasn't silent about it, was he? John the Baptist shouted out what the, the evils that the king was doing. You're sleeping with your brother's wife. You're committing adultery. He shouted it in the streets and finally they like had to have him arrested because it was just too noisy. And they put him in the dungeon, you know, in the deep dungeon until they cut off his head. So you got to know that if you're going to be the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, it may cost you your head. Man, that got real quiet right there. <laughs> but look, turn over to Acts chapter one, verse eight. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. So, and you shall be witnesses. Now that witnesses, when you look at it in the, the Greek, because the New Testament was written in Greek, when you look at it in the Greek, it's martus. That's where we get our word martyr from. So let's just translate it the way that it is in the Greek. Uh, you shall be martyrs to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. That means... That you and me, we lay down our life for the kingdom. That the kingdom becomes more important than anything for us. That it's first in our lives, the kingdom of God. And that we're willing to put our lives on the line to be the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness like John the Baptist. We're willing to put our lives on the line to be the witness, to share Jesus with people to proclaim the good news, amen, to call light, light, and dark, dark. Don't bury your head in the sand. But listen, you're still called to love people, amen, and you're still called to love God. 
So you got to figure out how can I love people, love God and be a voice of not, not hatred. Prayer. Amen. Prayer. But you can write your congressman. You know, I just read something somebody sent me today. They want to put a, a 50% tax on all guns and ammunition being sold. And that you're going to have to have a federal license to buy a gun or ammunition. So they're, they're, it's already on the table right now. So they're, they're moving quickly on things right now to change things in our, in our um, lives. So, um, but not spiritually. So if you can't shoot your gun every day, I'm sorry. <laughs> but John, it cost him his head. But we have to focus on God and call evil what it is. Amen. Evil. Speak out against it and don't follow it. Don't go along with it. Don't say, oh, it's okay. The abortion is not okay. Amen. Abortion is not murdering of innocent babies is not okay. I mean, how would you feel if they grabbed a couple of our, our orphans in our um, Uganda home and killed them? That wouldn't be okay. Why? Because they're kids. In a woman's womb is a kid. Amen. And it's not okay to kill it. You got to get that in your heart and your mind. And number one, don't participate in it. Number two, don't go along with it. Don't think it's okay. Don't tell people it's okay. And, and just be that voice of, you don't have to argue about it. Say, I don't agree with abortion. It goes against everything I believe according to the Bible. You don't have to argue it. Just don't believe it. Don't receive it. You don't have to argue with people about it. Just don't. Don't take it. So, answered prayer. How many of you want some answers prayers? You got to have it when we need it, amen? So it is coming to you. Are you ready for it? All right, number one, have faith in God. Very simple, have faith in God. And last week we talked about having faith and not doubting, amen? We can't live in a world of doubt. In Romans chapter four, verse 17, it says, as it is written, I've made you the father of many nations in the presence of whom he believed God, whose life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. This is about Abraham, Abraham and Sarah, and they were far past childbearing years. Who's the oldest person in here? Nobody wants to admit it. Andy, you think you are? How old are you, Andy? You're not oldest. Little mama, how old are you? 81. Anybody older than 81? Mama Priscilla, you're 81. So we got a tie. How old are you, Manuel? 83. Oh, Manuel's in the, <laughs> Manuel's in the lead. <laughs> so we'll pick on you guys. 83 and 81. Now, mama, can you imagine having a baby right now? Yeah, you. You would love it. <laughs> well, by faith, God. <laughs> Manuel said, uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm 59. I don't want another kid. <laughs> but Abraham and Sarah were 90 and 100 years old. 
And, uh, but by faith, they trusted God. God said, hey, Jesus was there with them. He said, in another year, you're going to have a baby. Sarah laughed like, ah, really? <laughs> and he's like, why'd you laugh? She's like, oh, I didn't laugh. He's like, you know, you laughed. You can't lie to God, that's for sure. But by faith, they trusted God to have that baby, amen? Now, he, he could have given the blessing through Ishmael, but God said, no. God said, you and Sarah will have a baby. So by faith, Abraham and Sarah got together, 90 and 100 years old, and they had a baby. And uh, Ishmael, was the, Ishmael was the kind of thing that we do, oh, I'm going to help God out today. How many, of you, how many of you like to help God out sometimes? Doing it your way and hoping it works. <laughs> That's what Abraham did. So, but God does not need our help. He needs us to be faithful. Amen? So if you want answered prayer, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Uh, Hebrews 11, chapter, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, it says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. It is a faith thing to believe that God created the world from nothing. That there was nothing and God spoke and it came into existence, amen? He spoke, the worlds were created. As we talked about last week, a double-minded man can expect to get nothing from God. Everybody say nothing. nothing. He, this is terrible, he's unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man. He's unstable. Amen. And our faith has to be set on the word of God. Amen. And when you trust God, <laughs> when you trust God, come on. <laughs> when you trust God, we can't falter. We can't waver. We've got to be sure. If God says you're healed, you're what? You're healed in the name of Jesus. And when you have faith, number two, you can ask anything in Jesus' name and he will do it. Yes. Anything in Jesus' name. Let's go to John chapter 14, verse 12. Donna, give me your umbrella. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, don't open it. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever, everybody say whatever, whatever. you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Amen. Now the name of Jesus... It's like an umbrella. It covers you. And it's not just Jesus. You know, I have a, a book. It's the 365 names of God. One for every day. But when you, under that umbrella of who God is, and you ask anything in his name, anything that his name covers, he'll do it. He'll do it. He says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So what is his name? 
Jesus! We have to, A, believe in Jesus. Amen? We have to believe. This is what it tells you right here. He says, now here's, here, B is a little sticky. Believe he wants to do these things through you. That's where you got, you got to get that in your heart. That the things that Jesus did, he wants to do through you. You got to get that in your heart and in your mind. You got to break off the limiting factor off of that. And then C, ask in Jesus' name. D, learn the names of God. Amen? Learn the names of God. I know, Jeanette, you've been studying the names of God. Learn them. And then ask. Don't be afraid to ask. You know, I, I've seen many intercessors, many people that pray. They pray, and they'll pray till the cows come home for you. But for themselves, they're not sure if God wants to do it. I've known many intercessors that way. I'm not, you know, they just, they doubt for themselves. And because and, they're not confident of who they are in Christ. I don't know why. They're praying for everybody else. They're seeing prayers get answered for other people. Well, you know, and I, I tell this for everybody that I talk to that, 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 believes in Jesus, the best place to start praying is when you're looking in the mirror. When you look in the mirror, start praying and declaring over you. Amen. And then God can use you powerfully over everybody else, Lord. It'll be powerful what God does to you. But you got to make sure that you line up. Amen. That you're going the right direction with God. So that when you're out there, you're not canceling out the word of God by the way you're living. So, you know, you, you got to know who you are, the names of God. Let me just go through a few names of God. Exodus 15, 26. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, keep all his statutes, I'll put none of these diseases on you, which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. Now, if you look that up in the Hebrew, for I am the Lord who heals you, that's Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. He's our healer. By his stripes, we are healed, the Bible declares. Amen? Jesus died to give you life. Not only was the God the, the healer in the Old Testament, but Jesus Christ revealed the healing heart for God, for all of us, you know, forever. Amen. In the new Testament. And so you got to get that in your heart. That's his name, Jehovah Rapha. It's part of the covering his name. Amen. Healer. It covers you. It's over you. It's engulfing you. Amen. And, and we've got to stand upon that. We've got to believe it, receive it, get it deep in us. And, and then, um, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Amen. Genesis, uh, 22, 13 and 14. It says, then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. This is when he was going to sacrifice his son. So Abraham went up, took the ram, offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place. The Lord will provide as it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. If you look that up in the Hebrew, it says Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, our provider, the Lord will provide. So they care for you. They care for me and God will provide. Amen. 
Then there's Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. We know we're not righteous on our own. We need Jesus, amen? And when we invite Jesus into our life, he makes us righteous. That's Jehovah Sidkenu. And then Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present, amen? He never leaves you nor forsakes you. He's with you forever, your best friend. We sang about, I am a friend of God, amen? Right there, Jehovah Shammah. He is with you, amen? He is present. So we know that his presence is here right now. And it's, it's not based on what you feel. I remember when I was younger and I was associate pastor here, I, I was standing right here because this is where I always sat, right here. And I'm worshiping the Lord and I'm just in his presence and, and God is just touching me and I'm just worshiping. And the pastor come up and asked me to do something. I'm like, okay. So I, I took off and I went and did it and I came back and, and I raised my hands. I'm like, huh, I don't feel it anymore, God. And, and God just spoke to me and says, when is it based on feeling? And I'm like, oh yeah. You know, because sometimes you don't feel his presence. Sometimes you don't sense that he's there. But what is he, what did I just read? He won't ever leave you. He's always there. He's ever present, amen? He's always with you. And, and so he, he is that Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. So when, when, when Liz says, you know, God is here, his presence is here, I come up and say, oh, the presence of the Lord is here. It's never, ever a lie. It's always true. He is ever present. He's Jehovah Shammah. He's here. Amen. He's present with us. Always. And you got to know that. Junior, when you're, when you're laying on the ground and that motorcycle's going around, I, I remember, man, when I was... 12 years old, I got my first motorcycle and I was out in the desert riding on the dirt and the corner was a little too sharp for me. It's my first time in the desert. I was doing about 35, 40 miles an hour and I went right off the end of the road, whew, right into a yucca tree. <laughs> my bike landed upside down, you know, the seat was down and, and it, it had pushed in the clutch and my wheel was just running, 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 you know. But even, even there, God is present. Even there, when you break your ribs, God is present. Doesn't mean you don't go through things. How many of you have been going through some things? Huh? Doesn't mean God's not there. I mean, he is always there. He's ever present. Amen. He's always there. I, I look back at my sister Monica. You know, you, you had a few health issues years back. You know, but yet here you are today looking great, better than ever. You know, and God is with you. I, I can just see the smile and the joy on you every time I see you. Amen. And, and so I just know, and Dave, Roberta, I just think, you know, all the things that you've been through in that last five, six years, but yet here you are. Mario, Liz, it's great to see you today. And, and I know you guys been through some trials and tribulations, but yet here you are and you just keep coming and you keep going and, and God is good. Amen. And Danny and what you went through. Wow. Monica, what you and the whole family went through, wow, and here you are, you know? Ed and Andy, you know, praise God, you're all here. We just keep going forward, amen? Because the Lord is present, he's with you, and he's the Lord God, our healer, and he is Jehovah Shalom, our peace, amen? So, it's in the umbrella. You know, it's like when you have a, 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 an umbrella insurance policy, you know? That covers everything. You know, you have an umbrella. Like as a church in our liability, we have a, an umbrella coverage, you know. And it's like, covers so many things, you know. Jesus. 
I don't want to ruin your little. <laughs> but he's Jehovah Shalom. He's your peace. Whenever there are storms in life, hide in him. Amen. He is your shelter in the storm. He gives peace beyond understanding. Even when circumstances are chaotic. Amen. He is our shelter and our shield. And I've been saying that Psalms 512 around the righteous. He surrounds him as with a shield of favor. He is our shield. Amen. And that's what we've got to stick to. You got to know it in your heart, in your mind, so that you're not moved by everything. You're walking on the umbrella of who he is so that when you ask anything in his name under the umbrella, know that he's going to do it. Amen. And there's many more, many more. If you want to learn, you should do, you know, you can, you can learn the names of God. You don't got to buy a special book. You don't got to get a special Bible that's got that all studied out for you. Just go to Google and say the names of God. And it's going to pop up. And you'll find a list with scripture references. I mean, the, the stuff that I, I have here, it's got so many scripture references. I'm like, you know, on the names of God, I didn't go through all that with you, but it's just a, a, an easy study. But I like to study it because I want to know, you know, how many of you get an insurance policy and you don't read it? <laughs> some of you are really honest. Awesome. <laughs> but some of you only go like this. <laughs> but when you get an insurance policy, you want to know what your coverage is, right? This is Jesus is your insurance policy and you got to know what he covers. Amen. You want to know, Hey, is this under your name? Cause it covers just about everything. Amen. And then, you know, as you learn to do this, you know, and I, I, I hit scriptures a lot on healing because so many people need healing today. You know, some places I've gone in the world, every time I go and I say, is there anybody here that needs healing today? And everybody raises their hand. I'm like, Oh, everybody. And I'm sure we all need a little something, something. So, and then number three, don't doubt the will of God. You know, that's as simple as I could put it. Don't doubt the will of God. And what I mean by this, if, if it's written and it's his name, um, don't doubt it. So, so many times we doubt, listen, and I hear I hear people pray for people, and, and I'm not very fond of this one, but they say, oh, Father, if it's your will, heal her. Anybody ever does that to you? Just slap their hand off you. Don't touch me. Don't, don't even. And if any of my people ever do that to you, run to me and tell me. Because it's God's will to heal, right? It's his will to heal you. It is his will. It's not a wish. It's his will to heal you. Because Jesus Christ came and he went to the cross and he took all your pain, your sickness, and your disease to the cross so that you don't have to bear it. So wouldn't you say that it's his will that you be healed? Now, I know people falter, people die. Many people have died from COVID. You know, I mean, I know that people are dying. We're all going to die someday, but not today. Amen. But when you say, when you look at the word of God 
and you see what God says there, and then you disqualify the word by saying, if it's your will, God. You disqualify the word of God. Now, it might not be his will that I have a Porsche. You know, I mean, I can pray for it and everything. I say, God, if it's your will, give me a Porsche. No, I don't want a Porsche. I'd rather have a big truck. <laughs> but, you know, when you, when you pray, you know, that thing, you can say, God, if it's your will for me to have this, great. But I do know this. He is my provider. So, God, if it's not that, then give me something because you're going to provide. Amen. 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 You can be a Harley or a Yamaha or a Honda. I got my Yamaha. You know, I'm getting it tuned. I'm ready to be, I'll probably be riding in a week here. You'll be like, who's riding that nice red Yamaha? It's me. Because <laughs> it was God's will that I bought that thing. <laughs> but you see, you can't question God's will when we should already know it. See, that's why we have to get to know who God is so that we have a greater understanding of who he is in our lives and that we're not found wavering. We're not found in a doubting mode because he's already declared his will. Amen. He's our healer. He's our provider. Amen. He's our peace. You know, my, my mom, you know, my mom was just great to me. I, I know I was her favorite out of six kids. She's not here to contest that today. So <laughs> neither are they. So, but I was her favorite and, um, you know, my mom knew everything about me. My mom, you know, it was, it was Delonda first and then my mom. You know, I could tell my mom anything, you know, and talk to her about anything. And my mom would say, Ron, I, I know what you're going through, but how do you still keep smiling? How do you just keep going? I said, the joy of the Lord. I said, his peace. I know his peace. I have a confidence, man, because his peace is, is real and it is promised to me in his name. So I can claim his peace. I can walk in his peace. I can walk in his joy too. Because if the joy of the Lord is my strength, then I know, well, the enemy doesn't want me strong. So he's probably going to try and attack my joy. So if I can just stay in my joy and, you know, that's kind of like resisting the devil. You know, Scott, because the devil throws, he doesn't he, it's like a football he throws at you to try to, <laughs> to try to steal your joy sometimes and, and to just knock you down, you know. And, and that's what the enemy's job is. But I know this, that the joy of the Lord will be my strength. So, you know, there's some times where you, you feel that joy lifting because your attitude. And you just, you got to adjust your attitude. Sometimes I got to say, I'm sorry, hon. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm. You know, we just got to get back. You got you to realize where your head is going and come back from there. And come back there. You have to... Don't doubt the will of God. But you have to understand the will of God for your life. Amen. And there are passages in there that says, this is the will of God concerning your life. Probably ought to learn them. At least write them down, highlight them, put them on your mirror, do something so that's coming in. And when God's word declares it, don't question it, proclaim it and do it. Amen. Let's see. Stay lined up with the word of God. As it says in John chapter 15, stay attached to the vine. Don't disconnect. And we, we know that Jesus is the word. Amen. 
So we got to stay attached to the word, Jesus. And while you're at it, number four, pray the word of God in your situation. Pray the word of God, I, your situation. My typing skills sometimes. Pray the word of God in your situation. Isaiah 55, verse 11, it says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. And this is the Lord talking. He says, It shall not return to me void, but it will accomplish what I please and prosper in the thing which I sent it. It will prosper in the thing. Everybody say thing. thing. You're the thing. You are thing. <laughs> your cousin thing. Not cousin it, your cousin thing. So I will prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Psalms 107 verse 20 says, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. John 1, 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld him, we beheld his glory as the, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on a tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes we are healed. Can I hear an amen? amen. I just picked the passages on healing right now. Because I, I believe that God wants to bring a revival of healing here to New Hope. You know, when I was in Italy doing a conference one time, I went to the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And, you know, it's funny, when you, when you go to the Leaning Tower of Pisa, there's this big grass field, and then the, the tower's on one end, and, but right at this grass field that you can't walk on the grass, there's a church on the other side, and then a big baptismal over here. And so... You know, along that grass field, there's a bunch of people like this. Holding up the tower, taking pictures <laughs> far away. But in that land, in the, um, the times of the plague, whoever they brought to that field, to that church, was healed. They just came to the church and they were healed. And I believe that's what God wants to do right now. That they, people come, they look to the light and they're going to be healed. That people come to get healing. And I believe God is doing a revival of healing now. Starting now. A revival of healing. And that it's going to be supernatural what God does in the future here. That's why I went through all them scriptures with you. Because you pray the word of God in your situation. Because the word of God goes out and it accomplishes what it was sent to do. And we know that the word is Jesus because it says so in John 1.14. The word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father. For God so loved the world that he gave his what? His only begotten son. The only begotten of the Father is? Jesus. This side you're a little weak over here. Jesus! So he sent Jesus the word. So when you pray the word, amen, you're, you're accomplishing something. 
That's why you'll see me all prayer meetings, man. I got my Bible there and I'm scrolling through scriptures. Half the time, I don't even look at the camera because I'm reading my word. It's like the spirit is just speaking to me and I'm going through looking at scriptures, looking at scriptures because I want to pray the word over us because I know the word don't return void. So if I know the word of God does not return void, what should we speak? The word. So pray the word, amen. As you pray the word, you're gonna see God answer your prayers like never before because Jesus paid it all, amen. And as we come to him in prayer and we ask for what he paid for with confidence of who he is in us, we will see a turnaround in answered prayers. But if we come to him with doubt, I think our biggest doubt is who we are when we come to the Lord. I think our biggest thing that holds us back is knowing us. And we just need to get us in line with him to be all that he's called us to be. This is a year that God wants to move mountains out of the way for you. Amen. It's time to see some answered prayers take place. Things that line up with the word of God and his will and then let it flow. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for your word right now, God. We thank you, Father God, that you have supplied us with all that we need to thrive and to have an abundant life, God. Your word declares that Jesus came to give us an abundant life. We know there's an enemy out there that's trying to rob from us, steal from us, to kill us, to destroy us. But you came to give us life, life more abundant. And I pray that abundant life down upon the people of God today. That Lord, that we'd be so abundant in who you are that we would not doubt any longer. Lord, we'd be full of confidence of who you are. Lord, that there'd be no fear, Father God, to surrender wholly to your will and your way of doing things. Father God, that we'd not hold back anything of our lives to you, but we'd surrender all to you. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Ron, you know, I, I just need to surrender this to the Lord today, whatever it is, you know, just so you can move forward with him into his will, into his plans for your life. If that's you, just wave at me right now because I want to pray. Amen, 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 amen. Praise you, Father. Lord, you see all these hands right now. You know, God, every single one of us. So I pray, Father God, for everybody that lifted their hand right now, that, Lord, that you would just visit them. That, Lord, that you give them just a new peace today, God. Lord, I pray that that washing and the cleansing of your word over every person right now, Lord. And as we make that commitment, God, to you, Lord, that your will would be done in each one of us. And who you are, Lord, would bring such a confidence to us of who we are in you like never before. And Lord, that your joy would be our strength. And Father God, that the enemy would not rob us anymore. So Father, I pray a hedge around every person here today. Lord, those that raise their hand, uh, just a, a breaking off of the old and a renewing of their mind today in who you are that our confidence would come from the things of Christ, not of ourselves, not of our government, not of other people, 
but of you, Jesus. We'd be so confident in you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Yeah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, let your joy come down upon the people of God. Lord, that we'd walk in that garment of praise and the spirit of heaviness be gone every day. Give us each strength, protection, and healing. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand today, huh? Let's thank him today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I'm done. You don't have to take temperatures, Bear. We're done. <laughs> but you know what? I did make a pot of coffee out there. And if you want to jump in and get a coffee, you want to see Andy at the table. Let me tell you another thing coming up that's going on. Miss Vicky over here. Yeah, I'm going to talk about you for a minute. <laughs> she is developing. Now, what Andy has for the discipleship making, Vicky's developing a program to do outreach for kids with those 16 lessons that she's designing a coloring page based around those 16 lessons that we could take to the neighborhood around here so that we can continue to reach our neighbors. Amen. Hope for the city, hope for the world. Amen. So that'll be coming up and we'll be going door to door and, and seeing if they got kids, but we're going to do it more than once. We're going to do it continually so that we can continue to reach our neighbors around us. Amen. And, uh, because the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. May God bless you and keep you and give you his joy. Have a great day. Grab a cup of coffee on your way out. And, uh, you know, thank you for standing with us in prayer and fasting. Don't give up this week. Continue to join us online. God bless you. Have a great day. Amen. <laughs>